Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to talk about survival and why it's important in martial arts. Most of us come into martial arts with an idea we are going to be badasses one day. We've been brainwashed by martial art movies that it's possible to beat up 10 bad guys by yourself. I grew up watching Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and I was amazed every time there was a scene where they would just beat up 5, 10, 15, even 20 guys effortlessly. I wanted that power. We all want to be the victor. A lot of guys want to be a champion, but most people don't want to actually get in a fight. I wanted to just knock somebody down and stand over top of them and be the hero that stopped the bully from picking on somebody or beat up the guy at the bar that you know, hit on a woman or, you know, was sexually assaulting somebody, whatever it was, we all want to be that hero, but nobody wants to be the guy on bottom that's been knocked down, that's trying to fight for their life, that's just trying to survive. We don't want to imagine ourselves in those situations. So fast forward, when I first started training martial arts, I started with karate. It's all I really knew about. I'd never heard of the UFC. I'd never seen Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I thought stand-up fighting, those guys were the best, boxers. But I really wanted to do, if I'm being honest, Kung Fu. I thought Kung Fu was like this secret art that these guys had access to the most deadly hand-to-hand skills. But the only schools available were karate schools, so I started there. I remember even back then I knew that an overweight white dude that was teaching Kung Fu because I think there was a Kung Fu school like 20 minutes away, but I looked the dude up and I was like, there's no way this guy's doing real Kung Fu. So I started at a karate school that had gotten some good reviews. In my first month, I had to learn 10 movements in a kata uh, to get my yellow belt. So I got my yellow belt after a month and honestly, I felt like I was learning a lot. And the promotion gave me a lot of confidence. It made me feel like I had found something I was good at. And being a yellow belt meant I was better than white belts at fighting, which all of my friends were white belts. So I just assumed, I was like, man, you know, even just after a month of karate, I know a lot more than they do. I know these 10 self-defense techniques. Well, as I continued training, I started to approach the uh, sixth month mark. I was getting ready for my orange belt test uh, when one of my friends jokingly asked if I thought I could beat him up. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was one of those turning points in my life. I was like, dude, of course I can beat you up. I remember thinking that because I've been taking and training karate for almost six months. I was training four to five times a week. I was really into it. I liked it a lot. Well, he was like, let's do some light sparring. Show me what you've learned. And honestly, like he was just interested in seeing like if I had turned into a killing machine, like he was kind of interested. He thought it was cool. I was doing karate, but you know, he wanted to see what I knew and I did too. So I put on my gloves and I had a lot of confidence going in. I don't know why, because I had never done a live sparring session. Like at the karate school I was at, I'd only ever kicked and punched bags or blocked choreographed moves. I'd actually never done a live situation or like a live sparring session. And I'd been there six months. But since I was getting promoted and getting stripes on my belt, I felt like, man, I, I'm learning stuff. I'm turning into this badass that I always thought that I could become. And... The first move I tried after I put my gloves on, I remember I started off with a roundhouse kick and my buddy caught it and took me down. He had me there for like 30 seconds. He let me up and we went again and I felt flustered. 
I remember feeling like, oh, man, well, the only reason he caught my kick is because I hadn't wanted to hurt him. I remember I was like, man, you know, I didn't want to actually kick him because I might hurt him. What I know is too dangerous to use on somebody that's never trained. And then when he took me down, I was shocked. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to go a little bit harder. And so when he let me back up, I decided to throw a couple of punches. And to my horror, he took me down again and controlled me super easily. And he hit me with a few punches because I tried to turn it up on him a little bit. He hit me with a few punches and then he let me back up again and he was kind of done and I was done. I was just couldn't believe it. And I felt like I'd been lied to, honestly. Like I had all this confidence going in and then it felt like somebody had like taken off my armor. You know, they had just taken away my you know, confidence and self-esteem. Like I felt very vulnerable, especially when I was on the ground. I didn't know what to do. And I never went back to karate. I remember I'd paid after I'd done a few months, I'd paid for six months up front because they gave me a deal. And I think I had like three months left on that. And I just never went back. I was like, screw that. They can have the money. I want, part of me wanted a refund, but obviously I knew I'd paid and they had, they had treated me well. They were really nice people, but they, weren't teaching good self-defense and it was not looking back a good martial arts school but they had tons of black belts there and I thought that I was learning the best way to defend myself well fast forward a couple of years later I started jujitsu my buddy he trains under jujitsu he had been training for six months was one of my best friends and he was like dude you gotta try this Brazilian jujitsu thing and it was a completely different experience I started sparring day one, and there was no illusion of me being good at it at all. All I was doing was surviving. Survival is now what I recognize is the difference between real martial arts from fake martial arts. It shouldn't be easy, and you shouldn't be comfortable when you're doing martial arts training. One of the best books on jiu-jitsu is Salo Hiberio's Jiu-Jitsu University. And he says the goal of white belts is to learn to survive. He says survival is not based on escaping submissions. It's about putting yourself into a position where you do not need to use muscle to protect yourself. Survival is about assuming a position that impedes your opponent's offense, eliminating the chance of his submission. It is about changing the situation to one that favors the defensive player. In doing so, you force your opponent out of his comfort area. As a result, all of his actions become predictable because as he fights for offense from an uncomfortable position, there are only certain movements he can make. A lot of times at white belt, um, I see guys come in and they just want to learn submissions. They want to learn to become Jackie Chan or John Jones or Conor McGregor, whoever it is that they've idolized all their lives. And you're going to have to come to that reality that it's not an easy and it's a very long process and you have to start with the basic of survival and solo goes on to say that the theme of the white belt is survival nothing more and nothing less after all this is what the white belt has to do from the first day of class he is not going to arrive in class and beat the best he has no one to whom he can compare himself because he is still an empty vessel although One often takes up jiu-jitsu to learn submissions. The first lesson for the beginner is survival. Before he moves on, the white belt must become a survivor. Beyond this, the white belt is the level where I will first test a student's insecurity and patience. 
There have been countless professionals who have walked into my academy beaming with confidence and strength. But when they were mounted by one of my white belts, they completely panicked. Everyone has to learn patience, starting at white belt. Eventually, by dealing with a superior power, students lose their insecurities and gain patience. This is a benefit to survival training that will last a lifetime. Of course, I will give the white belt more weapons than just survival. But like the young man who goes to war, my first goal is for him to survive and come back to his family. He doesn't have a lot of skill yet, but he is smart and focuses on his defense and knowledge. He can start to survive. The white belt process teaches patience in situations of having to tap or holding off the opponent. Eventually, students arrive at a crossroad where I teach this key aspect, how to change the situation to prevent having to tap out. Needless to say, it is imperative that the white belt learns to tap. Tap early and tap often. To tap simply means, okay, you got me. Let's go again. Every student should keep in mind that tapping is a positive part of the learning process. Therefore, there is no reason to try with all their might to escape in the absence of proper technique. That is one of the most powerful things I've ever read, especially pertaining to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think every martial arts school should be built on that foundation of when you're a white belt, you're learning to just survive, and that survival teaches patience. And often, the guys that I see quit, especially in the first couple of months, they come in with a bad attitude or overconfidence, and they do not have patience and They think that after a couple of months, they're going to be near the top of the class, especially in bigger academies. The process of moving up the ranks and moving to blue and purple and moving to where you're starting to beat the best guys takes a very, very long time. And the white belt process is so important. And I think it's beautiful that you're learning and you're teaching your white belts other moves you know you're teaching them submissions but the whole idea is to just get them comfortable get them comfortable with the suffering and when they start to get comfortable in those spots where they once suffered what they'll find is is that they grow way more than just being the guy on top submitting the guys the most important lesson i think that jujitsu teaches you is to humble yourself and that once you get in a bad position anybody can beat you And learning to deal with that bad bad situation is what makes us grow and makes us grow as martial artists. It helps our technique, but more importantly, it helps us in our day-to-day life. It does teach us to become more patient. It does teach us this, it's not about me, 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 but about, okay, it's about us. It's about us as a people, us as a tribe, us as a culture. And my needs aren't as important as the guys next to me. Like all our needs, we all have them. And when we learn that patience and we learn to start dealing with these situations differently, that's where the true power of jujitsu is. But it starts with a survival mindset and learning to tap, tap early, tap often, and resetting the position. It's amazing how long that process takes. Salos in the book says, eh, he promotes guys between six months to two years but what he's looking for is not that guy being able to beat the random guy off the street but he's looking for them to just survive and start to learn to be comfortable in those situations that most people panic i hope this helps some of you guys especially you white belts that 
a lot of times you feel like you're not growing because you're not submitting people, you're not maybe the best guard passer or sweeper, and hope you realize that those aren't the skills you should be focusing on, that you're getting something way more valuable right now, which is survival technique. And that survival technique is what's going to allow you to train all the way up from blue, purple, brown, black. And the most important thing a black belt has is his armor, is that defense. And what most martial artists don't have, especially the ones that are training at fake schools, they don't have armor. They don't have, they can't survive tough situations. They're living a lie. They have a sword maybe, but a sword without armor, you're not going to last very long on the battlefield. So make sure you're constantly strengthening that survival technique. And you'll find that as you grow and you start to get more comfortable, the other techniques and the recognition of when to escape becomes easier and easier. And then once you start escaping, that's when your offense will really start to take off. As always, guys, I appreciate you. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving week. Make sure you train a few times. I can't wait uh, to just feast Thursday, but I'm already looking forward to teaching my class Friday night, getting in, getting in some hard rolls, burning off some of that turkey dressing. I just love dressing and gravy with mashed potatoes. Probably going to try and eat about 20 cookies as well. As always, hope you guys learn something and you're going to use this to get better at jujitsu as well as making sure that, you know, whatever you're learning jujitsu, you're trying to apply to your life as well. Until next time, later guys.